real life. Real life. That's what we want to be at Fellowship Church. And to be honest with you, that's what I'm going to be. It's just the way it is. I've just lived long enough now. People don't like me. They probably don't like me. I don't want to give them more reason to not like me. You know what I'm saying? But in my line of work where I'm talking, you're bound to tick some people off. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way it goes. Uh, but I just want to be me. If you don't like me, then you probably don't like me, okay? But I don't want to be somebody I'm not. I tell people out in town, when I talk to them about coming to church, I tell them, they'll know me out there in town. And I go, now look, I don't become super preacher on Sunday. You understand that? Say, I don't put my clothes on on Sunday and I just jump out of a phone booth or something. It doesn't happen, all right? I get up just like you do. I struggle just like you do. Probably at times you have a situation and you feel like cussing it. Probably I do too. You understand, yes or no? No, you walk on water. Now that's the next message coming up, not this one. No, I don't walk on water. Okay? God's good to me. He's allowed me to see the good even in bad. Amen. But I'm just, just me. I'd encourage you to be you. Now that doesn't mean give up. That doesn't mean try. It doesn't mean if you're raised like with some issues in your life and you were just raised, I say it, sometimes wrong. You're raised thinking, you know, you can be, uh, you know, bigoted or something like that. That's wrong. That's horrible. You need to change. Yes or no? Amen. Say. All right, where you don't love people. Y'all just don't like people. Well, you know, you need to work at it. Yes or no? Say. So I'm not saying, when I'm saying be you, don't work at things in your life that you can improve and make better and change by the power of the Holy Spirit. But I am saying this. Quit pretending. You hear me? Y'all alive or not today? You okay? Quit pretending that you're somebody that you're not. Because hell's going to come visit your house one day and crap's coming. And we're going to see the real you. Why not just be you now? Hello, say, amen, say. So let's just talk about it. That's the beautiful thing about the Lord. He didn't gloss over things. When he picked people, he picked regular people. All of his disciples, they were from around the Sea of Galilee. The further you get from Jerusalem, you can do it today. You go there today, I've been there many times. They tell you the less religious you are, the further you are away from, from Jerusalem. So Jerusalem was Grand Central Station for religious people and devout people, okay? But the Sea of Galilee was something like maybe Inglewood, where it's a little bit more relaxed, you know, where you're kicking your feet up a little bit. And uh, they, many of them weren't religious at all. They weren't that serious about God or His Word at all. Isn't it funny? Jesus is from Nazareth, and down below is Galilee, and way off good ways is Jerusalem. But He chose to pick His disciples that would change the world from where? Did He go to Jerusalem and pick them? No. No. No, He was killed in Jerusalem. But He chose His followers. Now, He chooses all people, all people everywhere to be saved. He wants all of us to be saved, religious, non-religious. Amen? But the bottom line is He chose real people in a place called Galilee. Amen? But, but, there was this other fellow, after His disciples, after He's resurrected, He's now ascended to the Father. He's at the right hand of God the Father. There's this other guy He chose who was very religious, the most religious of all people. And this guy was incredible. He was a killer of Christians. And that's who we're looking at right now. So God will take the non-religious and He will take the religious. The key is 
The non-religious need to be saved and follow Christ. The religious need to be saved and follow Christ. Did I lose you or not? Many of you guys that listen to me online or on the radio or here at Fellowship, your Catholic background, many of you, okay? Or you're another background. You can be Methodist, whatever it might be. You need to be saved. You need to make sure Christ is your Savior. Are you hearing me? Y'all listening or not? Yeah, praise the Lord. That's what you need to do. All right? And some of them, you know, you take grief from your family because you're not going to a church you grew up in or whatever. Listen, why don't you be you and do the right thing? Say, why don't you live this life down here Make sure before, sure you, before you die, make sure you're going to heaven. How about that? Amen? And I'm going to tell you something right now. Mama's going to be really glad you did. Yes or no? So, be real. This guy was religious. Jesus chose him to take the gospel to the whole world, but he was lost. And Jesus impacted his life and interrupted his life. Let's look at the story. Here we go. We're going with it right now. i got to hush. 180. One of my favorite uh, messages. I wrote a good part of this many, many, many years ago. And uh, so I've revamped it for you today. I call it 180 or the hokey pokey. You know the old song? You know, you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around. That's the danger of religion. You turn yourself around. And you're going to stand before the Lord one day. But I was good. Yeah, you did pretty good, didn't you? But you're lost and you're going to hell. Because you haven't put your faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. You turned yourself around and you did the hokey pokey is what you did. A 180 is turning, Him changing your life and going a whole different other direction. Did I lose you or not? So what is it going to be for you, the 180 or the hokey pokey? Amen? Let's keep looking. Come on. So last week we introduced the first part of this series, Saul called Jesus Lord. Remember? He was on his way to Damascus. He was a leader of the Jews. He had papers from the leadership, the hierarchy. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He had papers going to Damascus. We hear Damascus is in the news all the time now. In Syria, we hear this all the time. He is traveling to Damascus to apprehend believers in Christ, to either haul them to prison or to kill them. So this is what he's doing. And on the road, a bright, a bright light shines and he is struck to the ground. And the Lord speaks to him. Right in the Bible... Acts chapter 9. And he said, the Lord spoke to him and said, It's hard for you to kick against the pricks or the sticks, the sharp pointers, because he's been one who persecuted Christians and even killed them. Chapter 8 shows him having Stephen stoned to death. Acts chapter 8. So here he is on the ground, cowering before the Lord like a little baby. And he said, it's pretty hard for you to kick now, isn't it? Maybe he used to kick them in the face. It's pretty hard for you to kick now, isn't it, Jack? And I'm tell you what, now he got his attention. Has the Lord ever got your attention, yes or no? Let's do a little quick thing. We, do, we talk back here at the Fellowship Church. Come on. How many of you have been so full of yourself in your life and the Lord absolutely knocked you down? Can I see a hand or two? He just knocked the snot out of me. Good. We need that ever, ever once. I jacked upside the jaws. Amen? So what happened to Paul? Or Saul was his name. 
So here he is on the ground. He hears this voice, the light. He's blind. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, say Lord with me. One, two, three. One more time. One, two, three. The Bible says if you'll confess the who, Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be what? Say, the Bible says this, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the who? Lord shall be what? But a lot of people, you talk to them, Well, I go to church. Well, I'm a good person. Have you come to the place in your life where you realize you're a sinner? Have you come to the place in your life where you've said, You know what? Jesus died on the cross for me. It ain't about religion, it ain't about politics, it ain't about none of this mess. It's about the fact that He died on the cross, and I'm going to humble myself, best I know how, and I'm going to put my faith in the who? The Lord. I love that. Here's Saul, an evil man. Couldn't get more evil than this joker. He was a murderer. And he shows just plain Jane what a person needs to do to be saved, to have those awful sins forgiven. What do you do? You cry out, to the who? To the Lord. You know what? When you say Lord, that word is master. That word is your God and I ain't. Can you say that with me? Your God and I ain't. God's big on God. He ain't big on you and me. I know we think He is. He gave His Son for us. He loves a tar out of us. But let me tell you something. He ain't that big on us. All right? He ain't going to worship us. He ain't going to change His plan of salvation for us. Nobody's going to come along in 620 A.D. called Mohammed and write a new way and you get in there. You ain't. You understand? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how many people follow you or your teaching. He's the Lord and everybody else ain't. That's what Paul realized. Saul, his name hadn't been changed yet. It's about to be. So he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what will you have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise. Arise. Get up. Get up. And go into the city. What city? Same city he was going to. Same city he was going to to kill Christians. I mean, they were expecting him. The leadership there. He had papers. They're having a problem with these new people of the way, these people who've been believers in Jesus. And this man's coming to deal with it. So he's going to the same city. But Saul did a what? Say it with me. He did a what? I mean, was he going to Damascus to kill and apprehend Christians? Yes or no? He is going a different man now. Something happened to him on that road because he called Jesus who? Lord. Didn't argue with him. Who are you? Who are you? You're a good man. I don't. I believe in evolution. I don't believe you. He didn't say any of that crap. Excuse my language. Y'all right or not? He didn't say any of that. He said, Lord, what will you have me to do? Period. He did a 180. Second Corinthians, which by the way, Paul wrote later. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Say it with me. Old things are what? Behold, all things are become what? New. Amen? So, 
He did a 180. Look at that. So what is a 180? In case some of you are like, I don't know math too good. I wasn't that good at it. I didn't have one of them little things, you know, whatever them things are called. What's a 180? Well, it's turning and going in a completely different direction. So here is Saul. He is a killer of Christians. He is a man who is going to imprison Christians. He is a hater of Jesus Christ. So he is going this way in his life. A 180 is turning and going this way. The total opposite direction. That's what a 180 is. One more time. 180 is this. When you're going this way. And it was like my mama. Drunk. She had been a drunk. Cheated on my daddy. That's the way she lived. Didn't talk about God other than to cuss his name, GD, and mess like this all the time. Saturday night watching Billy Graham on TV. Went to church. Next morning we walked. Thought she was crazy. Went with her. Three weeks later, Mama did a 180. This woman who had drunk my whole life came home, poured the mess down the sink, never drank another drop. Now, I don't know what you call that. I call that a 180. Amen? And that's just, that's just real stuff. And she can't, became a different person. Now, not overnight, but she called Jesus Lord. And what His Word said, she started doing and believing in her whole life went a different direction. Y'all understand? That's what a 180 is. I was going this way, and now I'm going what way? One more time. I was going this way, and now I'm going... That's what a 180 is. That's why you need more than church. I mean, I love fellowship, and I love the things we do, and I love coming here, and I love the times we have, and I love all the donut eating and all that mess. But you know what you need? You need the Lord. At the end of the day, if only all you've got is me and, and these people, you're going to be lost. We can't save you. We can encourage you and love you, but He is the one that saves you. You must bow the knee before Him. You don't come here and worship me. You hear me? Yes or no? That's why it offends me when some man thinks he's above some other person. It bothers me. You're going to kiss his ring or kiss his foot? The Bible says, kiss the son. Book of Psalms, lest he be angry. Okay? He ain't too keen on you and me kissing nobody other than him. Y'all listening to me or not? Say, I'm talking about with our faith. Y'all got me? I didn't lose you, did I? 180, baby. So a 180 is not a 360. Alright? A 360 is turned. Here's a 360. Alright? Here I am. I'm going to kill Christians. I do a 180. Had me a little experience, religious experience with Jesus, and I'm going back the same way to kill them Christians. That's not, that's not a changed man, is it? Yes or no? Did I lose you? Yes or no? I put my faith in Christ. Here I am. I'm walking this way. And I put my faith in Jesus Christ. Supposedly. And then here I am. Back the same way. No faith in God. Not believing anymore. Not living for the Lord. That's a 360, man. We need to do a 180. Have I lost you with the math? Are you all right today or what? Come on. This ain't that hard. So, now when you do a 360, that's the hokey pokey, baby. I got me some religion. A lot of us do that. We have mess coming into our life. We have hardship coming into our life. We're going to find us some religion. They do it in prison all the time, don't they? Yes or no? Sure they do. 
I'm sure there's real converts. There is. We have a big prison ministry and we support, but there's a lot of them that ain't. But it happens every weekend around this country. People are going to go to church. They're going to, they're going to get it all fixed. And things get a little better and they're not changed at all. Yes or no? Amen. How many would relate and say, Pastor, that was me for years. I did that. Can I see some hands? I did that. few of you are honest. Here we go. Keep looking. Keep looking. So I turn to Jesus, then I turn back to myself. Is that what you're about? Lord means turning to the Lord. You ain't God. You turn to the Lord. Amen? And I turn to the Lord. Now, do I struggle? I still struggle. I struggle with the flesh. I still got it. I still screw up. But listen, when I screw up, I screwed up. He didn't. He's still my Lord even when I screw up. And when I screw up, I need to hit the ground before His feet and say, I screwed up. You didn't screw up. Did I lose you again? Got it? Don't do a 360. So Saul wasn't back where he started, guys. Here he is. He's going to kill Christians. But he has a 180 in his life. And he's going to the same place. But he's going a different man. Amen? His heart has been changed. So he's a completely different person now. Keep looking. So his 180 was from his head to his what? Help me, guys. Say it with me. His 180 was from his what? Head to his what? The problem with us is so often in church, we get head religion. We get head knowledge. We know it just bothers me. I can't even hardly have a conversation with somebody who's so full of themselves. They just know the Bible back and forth, up and down. They're going to talk to me. Are you kidding me? And you can see through the plastic and through the mess in their life. I don't know if you can do it, but I can do it. I guess I've been doing it a while. I don't know. But it's not impressive to me. I want to see that somebody, I don't care how much you know, I want to know you know him. Amen? Come on. Had a guy years ago, he was a pastor. He ended up being a disgrace. But he'd want to get with him. He was older than me. He'd want to get, we'd get together and he'd want to argue with me. And I can argue. I can argue. I can argue under the table. If you want to, we'll do it. But the fact is, I would argue and, and spar with this joker. It made me stronger. But he was lost as the day is long. But boy, he knew the answers. He had it in here, but he didn't have it in his heart. And it came out in his life. It came out in the way he lived. It came out in the way he treated his family. It came out in the bad decisions and horrible choices that he made in his life. God loved him, but he loved knowledge more than he loved humility and, and the truth. So you need, a, you need a 180, not a 360, guys. So I turn to Jesus. I turn to Jesus, yes. Amen? I turn to Jesus. That's the plan. Have you done that? Calling Jesus Lord was the pivotal point in Saul's life. You might, that might not be enough for you. A lot of people read the Bible. You mean all he did was he was struck down by this light and he goes, Lord! Yeah, that's all he did. Did you know the Lord knows your heart? Say But we're raised to try to impress people. And the church does that too. Cut your hair this way, dress this way, carry this certain Bible. Excuse me. You know, Jesus says if we're not careful, we're going to make people twofold the child of hell. We're going to get them all dressed up with no place to go except to hell. Do you know the Lord? All he said was, Lord, and he meant it. Do you mean it? Do you mean it? Do you mean it? You need to nail this. You shouldn't get in your car today and touch it and open that door 
and turn that key without saying, Lord, I mean your Lord in my life. And you know the mess I am and you know who I am. You know me. You see me naked from outside to inside. But I'm going to put you in my life and that's the way it's going to be. We all need to make that decision. Not no hokey pokey mess. So instead of persecuting people of the way, listen, he's still going to Damascus, but now say it with me. He was a what? He was a what? He was a person of the what? Way himself. What's he going to do? Go there and kill himself? That's what Jesus will do to you. Are you amazed at the change that God's made in your life? Amen. Are some of you amazed? Yes or no? Some of you like maybe like me who you grew up not knowing the Lord at all. Man, I was a fighter. I, you know, I want to punch you in the face. And some of you probably still think I'm like that. Good, you just keep thinking that. But anyway, no. God has changed me. I'm amazed that I could go through some of the things I've gone through in my life and not kill somebody. It's amazing. You might not think that's a big deal. It's a big deal to me. If, I, if, if before Christ came into my life, if some of the things that happened and some of the things that I've gone through in my life, honestly, I'd be in jail today. But Jesus, not because I'm a great person, because He's a great, merciful God. And He has changed me. Yes or no? Amen? If you had told me, listen, that I'd be married 28 years and my, li- my wife would leave me and hurt me and, and just it just killed me. It killed me, guys. If you had told me that I could start over again. I would go, there's no way. I can't do that. But you know, with Christ, all things are possible. If you told me that would happen to you, Gary, and you could still get on a stage and love people and look them in the eyeball and hold your head up and not feel totally ashamed and like you're just a piece of dirt. But you know what? Jesus is my Lord. And He can take my life, He can take your life no matter what's happened. And we can be changed, guys. Are you listening or not? He's a great God. I hope you're hearing me today or not. Yes or no? Because, see, if you're not careful, something like that's going to happen to you. And all you've done is the hokey pokey. And instead of continuing to be able to lean on the Lord and do what is right, you're going to hurt somebody? Are you going to take a gun and hurt yourself? Boy, this knowing the Lord really matters, guys. Are y'all listening to me today? Hope you're hearing me. I know it's a little bit personal, but you'll be fine. Saul's 180. That's called being real, by the way. When I stop like that and talk about my life, you think that's any fun? That's no fun. But it's necessary. And some of you, when I talk like that, you get it because that you've gone through it yourself. Amen or oh me. So, what did he do? His 180. Let's go now, Rog. I'll hush now and go quicker. Number one, he obeyed the command of Jesus. What does a 180 look like? Well, he, you obey the command of the Lord. Saul arose from the earth because Jesus told him to. Get up. He did. And when his eyes were open, he saw no man. He couldn't really see. That light had blinded him. It's funny how many people in this earth down here tell us they see a bright light. But it's funny, they see just fine when you talk to them. I think if you ever really see Jesus, the Bible says he shines as the sun in his strength. That's the book of Revelation. People, I saw Jesus. Well, then you should be blind then. 
Try that next time somebody tells you they saw the Lord. Well, well, you see me, don't you? In the Bible, when they saw him, he was blind. I think it's a good argument. Keep looking. So he rose from the earth. When his eyes were open, he saw no man. They led him by the hand. Here he is going to kill Christians, they thought. And here's this blind man coming to town. This is hilarious. You know what I'm saying? If there is a guy coming after me to kill me, I hope he's blind, okay? Excuse me. So here he is. Words out. If you're new today, you're going, this is a weird guy. That's okay. You're, I know you're perfect. Good. Here we go. Here we go. He was three days without his sight. And he didn't eat or drink. I guess not. So, he's changed. He's doing what the Lord says. He obeys his command. He keeps going down the road he was going on, but he's a different person. It's gone from his head to his what? He's a true believer. Now, he knows a lot about the Bible, and he knows a lot about Jesus. But all he knows about Jesus is things that he knew about and why he wanted his followers dead. So he doesn't know a whole lot, guys. Now, there's a little interlude here in this story. So people know who this man is. He's a killer of Christians. He's, he's you know, you just think of some, like Jack the Ripper or whatever. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You hear this guy's coming, you're locking your door. They knew he was coming. So here's man's view of Saul's conversion. There was a certain disciple, a follower of Christ, at Damascus. One of those that was going to be apprehended and possibly killed. His name was Ananias. And to him, the Lord appeared to him in a vision. And said, Ananias, he said, Lord, here I am. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, get up. I love this. Go to the street that's called Straight. I love that. Go to the street that's called Straight. If I was naming a street, I'd name it Straight. I want to live on Straight Street. Go to the street that's called Straight. And inquire in the house of Judas, different Judas. A lot of people are called Judas, John, Peter, whatever back in the day. Go to the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he's in there praying. So old Saul has had a change. Now he's blind, can't eat or drink. But boy, he can pray. (laughs) He is praying, man. He had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in. He puts his hand on him. Judas is praying as well that he might receive his sight. Keep looking. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard of, by many of this man. You want me to go see this man, Saul? I've heard about him. How he's killed people. How he's locked people up. Are you crazy? I don't want to go see this joker. Oh, no, he's been saved. Yeah, I've met a lot of people been saved before. How much evil he's done. And here he has authority from the chief priest. We already know he's got papers to come and get us. So, what's man's view of Saul's 180? I put this in here because it's important. I'm sure, in the case of my mother, for example, there are a lot of people that didn't believe her conversion was real. You kidding me? That drunk woman runs around, cheats on her husband. You know they talked about her at the church some. You know they did. And we have a view of people. That happens sometimes. And Ananias was a good guy, but he, listen, he says, this guy's done a whole lot of evil to the saints. He has authority to do a whole lot more evil. And you want me to go see him? I don't think so. 
That's how it's going. Keep looking. So, so Saul's on the same road. He's going to the same city. But now Saul's a totally different man, isn't he? Now, Ananias didn't know that. Now, he did hear from the Lord in a vision, but, you know, he probably thought he'd had too much pizza. You know what I'm saying? So he had had a 180 experience. And his position, guys, on Jesus had what? Has your position on Jesus changed? Is Jesus the Savior of the world? Is He your Savior? Do you know Him? Can you pray to Him? Do you know your love? Do you know you're forgiven? Do you know He won't throw you out with the trash? You know how your mom and daddy are. And at least I know a lot of moms and dads. As kids, we screw up and we do wrong. But you know what? Mom and daddy still love us. Do you have that kind of relationship with God to where you just, where Jesus, you just know He loves you? It doesn't give you a license to go and do the wrong thing, but you know that when you do, He's still going to love you. Do you have that kind of relationship with the Lord? His, his, his view of Jesus changed. Before, he thought Jesus was a fraud. He's a fake. He's a, he says He's the Messiah. Not any longer. Well, he knows Jesus is the Lord. Do you believe Jesus is the only way to heaven? Do you believe He's the only way to God the Father? Do you believe all these religions? Somebody wrote me yesterday a big, long letter. Crazy how they write these things. I mean, it's like four pages. Who does this? But, you know, telling me this and telling me this and telling me this. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you don't think and believe that Jesus is the only way to God the Father, you can say what you want to. You don't believe the Bible. It's the way it is. I mean, bottom line, say what you want. It doesn't mean I don't care for you. I'm not going to love you, and try to, but I'm just going to keep trying to convince you. That you need the Lord. Amen? But he changed. Jesus was no longer a fraud. He was no longer whatever. Jesus' view of Saul's 180. Now let's look at man's view. I don't know. I can't, I can't be with him or trust him. He might kill me. Well, here's Jesus' view of 180. And I know, Roger, lights are flashing back there. Here we go. But the Lord said unto him, Go your way, Ananias. You do what I told you to do. For Saul, his name's Paul, is a chosen vessel unto me. This is me working in his life, whether you believe it or not. He's been chosen now to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and before all the children of Israel. I'm going to show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. You ought to read your Bible and see how many times Paul was shipwrecked, how he was beaten. Many times, 39 times on his back for believing in Christ. Now this was years later. This is Jesus saying, this man is going to be a witness for me. I know you don't think his conversion is real, but listen, you need to hush your mouth, Ananias. Because I've saved this man. Amen? And saved him for a purpose. He's a chosen vessel to me. He's going to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and children of Israel. He's going to suffer great things for my name. Keep pushing, Raj. Man's view when looking through Jesus' view. And guys, that's, that's, why I want to, that's why, what I'm thinking when I'm putting this message together. We see somebody, oh, it ain't real. They're not really saved. Like Ananias. But then Jesus sees a man's heart. 
We as Christians, listen, followers of Jesus, instead of judging people, we need to see people through the eyes that Jesus sees them. You understand or not? So what if they're not just like you? So what if they're still struggling? Who are you to stand in judgment? Or me? Yes or no? We need to see people. We need to give people a chance. I'm glad somebody gave me a chance. You know, back in the day. When I first got saved, not there's anything wrong with it. I'd do it again if I had to do it all over again. I had hair down the middle of my back. Can you imagine me having hair? Isn't that funny? And I was as big as I am now. It cuss you a blue streak. And I was big enough at 16 to knock you out. And crazy enough to think I could do it. Jesus came and changed me. Y'all hear me or not? And it wasn't like, boom, overnight. I'm not saying GD and F this. Excuse me and stuff. Listen, it took me a while. But they didn't throw me out of the church. They kept working with me. Amen. Say. Because they saw Gary Clark through eyes, the eyes of Jesus. Don't we want to see people like that here at Fellowship? Yes or no? Amen? Don't give up on people. So Ananias went his way and into the house like Jesus said. He put his hands on him and he called him what? Say it with me. One, two, three. Brother. Can you imagine those words coming out of his mouth? Can you see his hands? The Lord, even Jesus, that appeared to you in the way as you came, he sent me that you might receive your sight and that you'd be filled with the Holy Ghost. See, you don't know what God's going to do in your life. You'll never be alone again. You'll never walk alone. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He is with you forever. You're going to have power in your life like you never imagined. So he reached his hand at him and he touched him. That was a big deal. He called him brother. That was a big deal. He prayed for his healing and his filling of the Holy Spirit. Hope I hadn't bored you to tears today with the Bible. I like it. Amen? It's changed my life. So, Saul's 180. He obeyed the command of Jesus. We see that. Number two, he identified himself publicly with Jesus Christ through baptism. Have you done that? He did. Well, I don't think I need baptism. Is he Lord or isn't he? Yes or no? He's Lord, but. I don't know. I don't like being called a but. I don't think he does either. You excuse me. You hear me today. Lord, but. Well, I don't think that's very nice. He's Lord or he ain't. Immediately there fell from his eyes. It had been scales. I guess so. He received his sight, he arose, and he was what? What does baptism teach? I believe that Jesus died on the cross. I believe he was buried. I believe he rose from the dead. He publicly professed to all those other believers that I'm not a sham, I'm not a fake, I'm not a fraud. I really believe. I'm taking a stand for the Lord. Isn't that crazy? He was real, man. He committed himself to learning. Here's a man that had a pedigree a mile long. But you know what he did? He started learning from people that didn't have any pedigree at all, but they, knew the Je- they, they, but they did know Jesus. He started learning from people that, the disciples and different people that he could learn about Jesus. When he received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days of the disciples that were at Damascus. He's learning from them about Jesus. This is what we do, guys. 
Number four, he proclaimed Jesus to be the Son of God. But he didn't do it at his house or in a closet. Jesus is the Son of God talking to the mirror. Where did he take it to? What's the synagogues? The synagogues is, the, is part of the group that where he's got the papers. They're part of that whole gang that's going to kill the Christians. He went right in there. Right in there. They saw him. Oh, good, Saul's here. The leader's here. We're fixing to round up all these crazy people. He's Jesus freaks. And he gets in there, and instead of them getting their marching orders to go band them all up and... and he starts preaching Jesus to the whole crowd. Now, is that funny or what? It's called a 180. He didn't get inside and do the little hokey-pokey dance. He looked them dead in the eyeball and said, Jesus is the Son of the living God. If you're going to kill them, you're going to kill me. What? This guy's smoking something. That's how weird it is. Straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he's the Son of God. You couldn't say anything more radical to the synagogue. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem and came here for that intent that he might bring them bound to the chief priest? This guy's a nut. But Saul increased more in strength and confounded the Jews. They couldn't believe it. Guys, that's the beautiful thing. When you're real, but see if you're a fake, you're not going to confound anybody. You're going to confuse people. You want to confound people? Be yourself. Especially those that know you. And now you've been saved. You put your faith in Christ. Live that out before them. Talk to them about your faith in Jesus Christ. Their mouth's going to fall while you, you, yeah, me. I'm a believer in Christ. I know. No way he'd have you. Well, he has me. All right. Hush your mouth. Have a talk with him. See how it goes. I think it's going to go pretty good. He increased in strength. He confounded the Jews with dread at Jerusalem, proving that he is the very what? I love this story, don't y'all? Maybe it's just me. There's three of us or four of us. Anyway, like it. Number five. We're looking at a 180 today, what one looks like in a man's life. He suffered for Jesus. You can find out if somebody's done the hokey pokey. Or they've done a 180 when trouble comes. I've been at this a long time. Hello. Piano's playing itself. Did you see that? How many saw the movie The Ghost of Mr. Chicken? Go get that movie. It's old. You'll love it. Here we go. But anyway, piano played itself. Here we go. Anyway, stay with me. I've been at what I do a long time. I've seen a lot of quitters. A lot of bad things happen. We've had a lot of bad things happen here to people's lives. It happens almost every week. Somebody loses a son. Somebody loses a parent. Somebody has cancer. Somebody's going in for open heart surgery and it's very, 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 very dangerous. Are you going to stick with it? Somebody has a note waiting for them at home that says, I'm gone, I'm never going to see you again. Betrayed. 
There's a lot. What's go- Are you going to quit on the Lord or not? Say. I've just decided I'm not going to quit. How about that? Y'all hear me, yes or no? He's faithful. He's a good God. Amen. Say, that doesn't mean I don't feel bad. I hurt or you hurt. But guys, don't quit. And you won't if you haven't done the hokey pokey. I'm not saying you won't get down, discouraged, and maybe even think about it. But at the end of the day, any man having put his hand to the plow, Jesus said, and looking back is not fit for the kingdom. Hokey pokey or 180. Did you get the message today? Roger, am I done? I'm not done. Sure, I'm done. He suffered for Jesus. He became the hunted instead of the hunter. Look at that lion going after that hyena. Hyenas will uh, eat you up. But the lion will eat the hyena. So he had been a killer. But now he's the one that's the lover and follower of Jesus that's being the hunted. But he stayed true. What a good man he became. After that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill this man. But their laying await was known of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Then the disciples took him out by night and led him down by the wall in a basket. And his journey began following the Lord. He would be spared, shipwrecked, this, that, or the other his whole life because Jesus had a purpose for him. And he has a purpose for you. So 360 or 180, what is it going to be with you? Hokey pokey or okie dokie? What is it with you? Is it the hokey pokey or is it okie dokie? Whatever you say, Lord, that's what I'm going to do. Let's thank the Lord for his word this morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Boom. Liked it. Amen. Come on. Let's get on up this morning. Amen. Some of y'all are like looking at me. He is weird, hokey pokey, okie dokey. What are we doing? Here's the funny thing. If you paid attention today a little bit to me, you'll never forget this story. You've learned the Bible today. Isn't that cool? You've learned the God's Word. If I hide it in my heart, I won't sin against Him. So there's a method to our madness up here. Amen. Come on. Father, we love you. We thank you for loving us. Father, I thank you as I'm getting older, Lord. I can look back. I can see how patient you were with me. How you saved my mom out of that hell hole we lived in. What a great God you are. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you've never left me. Never even when I felt like leaving you, you wouldn't let me go. You wouldn't let me go. Your love and your mercy wouldn't let me go. Thank you, Lord, for that kind of love. Lord, I pray you'll help us all to move in real relationship with you. None of us want to be married or in a relationship with somebody who's a phony, who's a fraud. But Lord, that's what you tell us in your word, that we're your bride. Lord, we know you're not a fraud. We're the problem, not you. Help us, Lord, 
we're fickle, we struggle. Help us fall in a deeper love relationship with you, Lord. Help us to understand that you will never, ever forsake us. You will never, ever leave us. You will never throw us out with the trash. We will never perish. Oh God, supernaturally, somehow, do something in our heart and our head that causes us to see it. Change us, Lord. Change us, Lord. Oh God. I pray for our folks here, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Help them, Lord. Help us all to see the futility of playing a game. It's not going to fly with you, Lord, I know. You say if we humble ourselves, you'll lift us up. So I pray all of us, Lord, will be humbled today at your feet. You're Lord. We're not. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.